The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Bang Bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to episode 149 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrum. This is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring this uh, podcast right here on this very feed for free every Monday. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter, as well as if uh, you want to hear some additional content. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Uh, you know, we've been doing our our, our weekly, it was, it was almost uh it was two movies about a week. We missed a month of the the Patreon there, and uh, this month or this week, this last week, I was only able to put out one. Um, I got completely caught up with work. It's uh, this ROH sale, fucking destroyed me as far as uh, stickers and posters go people love themselves and stickers and posters so i was I, I did fall a little bit behind i'm just gonna go ahead and, and throw on an additional one next month which uh, i will have a schedule of, of what's to come for next month uh later on in the week i'll, I'll go ahead and post it but uh, we just recently myself and juan ramirez we, we talked about clerks too uh of course some other ones that we talked about this month were uh the boys season three Kill Bill Volume 2, Toy Story, Watchmen, Thor Ragnarok, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, if you're going to sign up for the Patreon, wait until the first so you don't get double charged. A little uh, nudge. Uh, this podcast is, of course, brought to you by, by the wonderful sponsors of the show. We have M3 Toys. We, they just restocked on a bunch of stuff, so go ahead and check them out. Use the promo code PWTCAST. Get yourself a nice little discount there. And uh, as well as Freelance Wrestling and Freelance Underground, uh, the premier, uh, you know, independent shows here in, uh, in Chicago, independent promotions here in Chicago. They, I believe they've got a show, Freelance has a show coming up. I know they just did one recently at the, uh, oh yeah, it's uh, this Friday, August 5th at the Logan Square Auditorium, Cheap Pop. Mick Foley's going to be there. Yeah. Huh? So uh, head on over there, uh, buy some tickets. You know, you're going to have uh, such uh, friends of the show, former guests as uh, Pat Monix, uh, Kylie Ray, Effie, uh, Trevor Outlaw, a whole bunch of them will be there. And again, Mick Foley, a special guest referee in the main event. So that'll be fun, you know. Uh, so, of course, uh, yeah, head on over to Freelance Wrestling for, for all that good stuff. Um, again, it's been a busy week. I Monday, I went and got a new tattoo. Uh yeah, I, I posted it. It's fucking awesome. Like it, it is. I for the longest time I didn't have much tattoos on my left leg. I had this like shitty Charmander tattoo. Um, it's only shitty because um, my, my best friend at the time he uh, had just started tattooing, Ivan, and he wanted to practice on me. And of course, I was like, "Fuck yeah, go ahead, and fucking." the tattoo of charmander on me you know um and like it's not that bad for someone's second tattoo not that bad of a tattoo but it's also not that good and i always figured i would do something to sort of put over it and um i just hadn't yet uh and yeah like three maybe four weeks ago uh, i went and got tattooed um you know i got this awesome it's it's called a prisoner of love this prisoner of love tattoo on the side of my leg and i was like you know i'm gonna start filling in this leg and so yeah monday i went and got uh it's this like traditional style hourglass some cool skulls in there some cool flowers it's pretty fucking big um you know but uh again i i went to if you're in chicago i went over to deluxe tattoo and uh, they did a pretty awesome job there. Um, 
and yeah it's just it sucks when <laughs> it sucks when it's like on your legs look, look getting tattoos in general i don't know about how many of you guys out there are, are like as tattooed as i am but um the healing process is always the worst like people always say, like does it hurt like yeah it fucking hurts you're paying someone to stab you with a needle continuously over and over um it, it's more annoying than it hurts like if any of you guys are, are, are trying to get tattoos or on the fence about getting tattoos like eh, they're you know it's fine it's manageable depending on your pain tolerance it's manageable like i've though the one that sucked the most for me was when i got my kevin smith shin tattoo like that was just oh my god my shin was on fire but i sat through all that because i'm a fucking champ you know um and i know you listeners are fucking champs too so go get some fun tattoos um but yeah i just i want to start sleeving up that like like i was having the conversation with brody king you know where i was like fuck i'm like oh all this stupid shit on my arms i was like i feel like i'm running out of space and he was like start doing your legs and i'm like oh, i guess yeah I, I can do my legs um so i'm gonna do that i'm also I, I, i'm starting the gym this week the last two weeks uh i've been telling my therapist last two weeks i'm gonna i'm gonna start hitting the gym but i've just been busy with work you know work and other stuff like uh the uh i was i put in some work this weekend uh, i was building furniture for the new office the new pwt cast studios uh which fucking i can't stop talking about this like i i'm really hoping what i have planned in my mind uh is as like it you know that it, it manifests like I, I don't know if that's the right word if it comes across just as good as i'm wanting it you know like it's um it's sort of the next step you know for the pwt cast um you know i mentioned i want to do some new graphics i think i'm gonna keep the music like let me like i can't even i don't even know what else i would put you know like uh like one thing i'm never gonna change is the the intro by sarah shockey you know i love sarah george shockey which thank you guys uh for all the positive feedback last week's episode with marty and sarah you know it was uh our first foray back into this uh after taking somewhat of a hiatus um but yeah i you know i'm never gonna change that intro like that's one of those things i'm I'm keeping i'm keeping for sure um i don't know about the music maybe i'll wind up changing it i don't fucking know really but you know new graphics and stuff like that and then as well as yeah like some some live stuff you know um i don't know how much people are clamoring for it i don't know if it's listen it might get uh, three views you know myself and i don't know my mom maybe and my brother but i regardless it's something that you know i i want to do so i'm gonna fucking do it and uh again the stuff that i have planned in my head i'm like okay you know this this should be fun um but as yeah like building office furniture for that but uh yeah i will be going to the gym i need to i'm gonna start i'm gonna get i got this really cool tattoo planned uh again i've been making appointments fucking left and right and at different places too you know it's always fun to to, it's fun if you have one specific artist you know that you can go to that's always fun um uh, but you know sometimes people are busy sometimes people don't fucking you know have time and that's fine again there's the, the good thing about living in such a large metropolitan city like chicago um is that there's plenty of artists available you know everywhere and stuff like that so um i got some bigger pieces coming out some bigger pieces lined up and stuff like that so but one of them though i'm gonna do most of my forearm uh so uh, i need to fucking you know get some bigger forms you know uh juan ramirez who i I just did clerks to if he's gonna be my personal trainer (sighs) and as much about and as much as i'm gonna ask him uh like what workouts and shit whatever um uh, to do because i 
I don't know what to do at the gym, if I'm being honest with you guys. Uh, but yeah, you know, again, pretty much besides work and, and, and getting tattooed. Oh my God. So let me fucking tell you this. Uh, they, uh, someone in Illinois won the mega millions. They won a fucking like a billion dollars or some shit like that. There is a gas station. Uh, and for those of you who live in Illinois over on Tui Avenue, right near the Allstate arena that always has cheap gas, always has cheap gas. Even when it's fucking expensive, it's cheaper than normal. That is where I always go. And when I go there, uh, from time to time, I will go inside and I will purchase a Dr. Pepper, uh, and I'll, sometimes I'll scratch off if I have cash. Guess what fucking gas station uh, was where, you know, the, the, the $1 billion winner came from? That fucking gas station. Like, of course, you know, because, like, at the shop, we've been doing, like, a lottery pool. Like, it was one of those things where we did the math. Like, I did an Ocean Eleven style. And after taxes, I think we would have all walked away with, like, $54 million, which, like, uh, oh my god 54 million dollars i wouldn't even i wouldn't even know what the fuck to do with that you know like it would be it's a good thing i didn't win 54 million dollars because i would fucking i mean one i'd probably get like a lot more tattoos i don't know i'm not really like someone that wants to live this luxurious lifestyle you know like i'm a simple man you know it's very simple to keep me happy i know what i want uh i'm just it's not hard to keep me you know i happy so i would probably i don't know i probably buy a lot more funko pops really they're, they're annoying myself um but yeah that was a bit annoying saying that that was the gas station but i mean of course like what was i gonna fucking i don't ever like again i buy scratch offs i don't go in there and i'm like let me get five for the mega million i don't even i don't even know how that works you know but hey i'm, I'm calling it on here you know again we, we've been doing a pool over at the at the shop, everyone putting together their shit to, you know, uh, hopefully win the fucking mega millions, you know? Um, so when you, when I do, you guys will know that, uh, I don't know. I'll, like, I'll keep podcasting. <laughs> I'll be able to do a lot more podcasting, you know, as my, as my professional job. Um, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a storyteller by trade is, is what I like to tell people. When they ask what I do, when the women ask what I do, I say, well, I'm a storyteller by trade. Um, yeah, I watched uh, SummerSlam was this weekend. Uh, I I watched some of it. You know, I was pretty excited when I saw the uh, the reinvigoration of, of the women's division. I, I keep talking about it. You know, it was pretty cool seeing uh, Bailey, EO, and uh, Dakota Kai come back. So I got pretty excited. Um, and that was about it <laughs> i know some people enjoyed the rest of the show it wasn't my cup of tea i i do get into it on this but um hey as long as wrestling is thriving as long as all the wrestling companies are thriving uh good good for everybody good for the, for all of us you know it is you know the more the merrier the more wrestling fans to, to go around um rick flair's last match was also today he thankfully he's safe you know i actually i think i'm, I'm gonna see if this friday uh in honor of rick flair's match i can i can find the time to uh record an episode record the wrestler you know Rain, old randy the ram by uh, the darren aronofsky movie uh, that feels like it would be appropriate i gotta let me write that down now actually the wrestler um yeah he had his last match thankfully he's safe he's alive he made it you know uh 
you know, Ric Flair, another controversial figure within the world of wrestling, as if there weren't enough. Um, but yep, yeah, you know, he had his last match and, you know, uh, he made it he made it through uh i have not gotten the chance so I, there was a lot of matches on the other card that i really wanted to watch so i'm, I'm definitely going to go back in and watch the show as it's a memorable show you know um and yeah like again by all accounts it was a fucking great show so i'm, I'm excited to go back and again sort of pick and like i i believe there was like the nick wayne uh to match that <laughs> is probably gonna fucking blow the roof off you know, most of the matches on that card, but, um, yeah, you know, that's pretty much all that's going on with me, uh, again, um, more tattoos, and, uh, the, yeah, this week, oh, this week is also C2E2 week, um, which, of course, it's a local Comic-Con here in Chicago, uh, I will be hanging out with Danhausen and, uh, you know, CM Punk for the week, well, Danhausen, I believe, is only there Saturday and Sunday, but, of course, I'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday with CM Punk, um, uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're there, stop by and say hello. You know, I'm, I, I do always love seeing people come by. Rosario Dawson is going to be there and I am a huge, again, you hear me fucking talk about how much I love her on, on, on the clerks to review. I am a huge fan of Rosario Dawson. Um, I'm so, I'm still bummed that she, she never, she didn't take that black mass when she, uh, attacked fucking Malachi black as that just would have been fun. You know, like, come on, protect the business. Um, but yeah, that should be fun. I should have some fun stories. I'm not sure if I'm going to have a guest on um, or it'll just sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe myself and Cousin Jeremy. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do for that episode yet as I do have some upcoming episodes I'm planning on recording um, for this week. But yeah, uh, you know, enough about that. I've been rambling on for a while now. Um I am, uh, you know, uh, I got very fortunate. I got very lucky. WH Park, uh, I got to record with him this week. You know, he is, uh, he's a staple over at Post Wrestling. I mean, again, the man puts in the fucking work. He's a host of three different podcasts. And, you know, by no means is he stopping anytime soon. And, uh, yeah, I was fortunate enough to get to talk to him this week. You know, it'd been a while since we fucking talked. Like, the last time we talked, he was still living in Japan. And this was, like, pre-COVID. Um, so, yep, yeah, you know, I got to talk to him. And it was a very fun interview. And uh, because of its length, I'm just going to go ahead and stop talking now and uh, switch it on over to uh, this week's episode uh, with a great and powerful WH Park. <laughs> With it having been about a week or so since the San Diego Comic-Con announcement of a bunch of things, but you know what the fuck I was paying attention to. I know what most of the listeners to this show uh, were paying attention and listening to. Um, I had to call in an expert, you know, because, I mean, again, this man, he is an expert on Japanese wrestling. You know, he hosts uh, Post Perez along with the long and winding Royal Road and, you know, Again, if I need someone to school me on Japanese wrestling, this is the man that I'm going to go to. But another show that he hosts is uh, MCU Later. Of course, all these over at Post Wrestling. But uh, on MCU Later, you know, he is uh, he's the, the champ that runs the camp. You know, he if you need to know about some obscure, obscure character that was mentioned one time in some issue, he'll let you know. He'll tell you all about them. Um, and so of course, you know, I figured, Hey, there's a lot of, uh, you know, Japanese, new Japan specifically sort of back into, you know, back into the swing of things post forbidden door. And, uh, again, all these fucking Marvel announcements 
So I had to, I put the bat signal, I put the WH Park signal up in the sky. And uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Kingston's best friend, the great and powerful WH Park. WH, my guy, how are you doing? Oh, Scrum, thank you. I, what, a, what an introduction. I, I'm also, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm also like unofficially the, uh, the newest member of Tom Lawler's Team Filthy. <laughs> really? I saw Tom Lawler cut a new, a new promo, but I've not, uh, I, didn't, I didn't get the chance to see it. Did he name drop you? No, no, no. I, well, I, you know, just kind of kayfabe, you know, like uh-huh. he, he did, he did a, a thing with John and Wei, right? Like to promote his, his upcoming tour for New Japan during the, the G1 Climax. And uh, he was, he was asking John about like, you know, oh, what, what can I do in Japan? Like, I've never, you know, I don't, I've never been there or something like that. And he's like, John put him in touch with me. So I just sent him like all these things that, oh, you should try this food. You can, you can go hit this, these places and things like that. So, and then, you know, he was like, you know, he's very, very nice about it. He's like, Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. And I said, Oh, by the way, does this make me uh, an, an honorary member of team filthy? He said, yep. <laughs> I was like, Oh, cool. You know, I think WH the last time we would have spoken at least on the, for, for, for PWT cast, cause we've done several podcasts, you know, different places since then. I believe the last time we would have talked you, you would have still been in Japan. Correct. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since I've been on this show. Yeah, yeah. So you know, again, with with COVID and and everything, you know, with the world a complete one eighty, you know, you now you've since now been back in in Canada for a bit. What's it like? Sort of been adjusting from that because you know, like one of first off, and you do it now still, you know, where you're posting your food, but like the Japanese cuisine, you know, you would always post it. And I'm just like, fuck, I was like, this looks so good because whenever I see pictures of, you know, wrestlers or friends, just people that I know that go to Japan and they always post their food. It's always one of those things where I'm like, ah, oh, I need a, that's what I want to, you know, that's what I want to try. I need to try this. But what's it like? Again, you've been here, you've been back in Canada for what, but like a year, year and a half now? You're close to two now. I think coming up on two years now in October. Um, yeah, I mean, it's okay. I, I, I'm lucky in that, um, you know, I, I was able to start working even during, you know, lockdown here in Toronto. Um, so that, that really took my mind off things and just, you know, a lot of things like I, I, I have a good, you know, a group of friends that you know I reconnected with living back here and stuff and it's been fine I I I will say like I miss living in Japan and eating Japanese food like very much um but I, I don't miss working there um it's 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 a real kind of can be a real hassle if you're you know like being um, we say, we say expat, expatriate, right? Like, but we, at the same, like, but you know, it's, it, it's, it's kind of dumb because we're all immigrants in Japan when we were, when I was there. Cause like other people would just like throw that term expat around and it's like, no, but like, you know, like, but back home, you, you, if someone else, if someone from another country lived in, you know, Canada, United States or, or, or Australia, England, or whatever you call them an immigrant. But so, but nice. I have statement, but like, but we're we're immigrants here in Japan. Like, you should use that label. If you're gonna use that label for other people, you should use, a, use that label for yourself as well. Just you know, just because like that's how I I kind of think ab- about things like that. But um, yeah, I miss the food. Like my my friends will show me. Oh, we went to this place. We we ate this food. And I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. I I want to eat the food because I will say this as far as like just saying about going out to eat, the Japanese food is way better than 
than food in in North America, in my opinion. Well, it's funny because like I like I always talk about how like Toronto has really good food. Like the the few times that would go up there and you know hang out with uh, with Braden and Davey, you know we would it, we would just like walk around, especially because at the time they were living like right by Koreatown, and you know it was just numerous restaurants like i don't think we ever ate at the same place twice you know and uh, again this was pre-covid i don't know what it's like now but there's so many places that were open late like that which again for someone who you know who gets hungry at just odd, odd hours of the of the night like that always served me well because again like you know there's a lot of things like pre-covid that i miss but to me the the accessibility of a lot of places that used to be 24 hours you know again like toronto obviously another major you know metropolitan city but like yeah man that that's just that's the one thing that always bums me out that you know like like the other day there's um there's a new show on hulu called the uh, the bear um that, that takes place like here in chicago you know and it's about like a, a restaurant like a in that restaurant primarily serve like italian beef sandwiches and you know you'd figure all right chicago kind of home of the italian beef sandwich like it's two in the morning i should be able to i, I should be able to i'm probably gonna have to swat away the places that you know i can order from online and it was just like nope here's one option that you can order from and because you have to order it like you know through through grubhub it's gonna cost you 28 dollars. and all i could think of was like oh man pre-covid there probably would have been about three four different places you know i could i could drive to and just you know pick one up and you know not spend anything more than like you know 10 bucks or something like that um but yeah i mean again listen i follow your toronto food adventures which again sometimes sometimes uh when i'm debating you know what to have for lunch and i see something like that you're eating pop up that'll sometimes be an inspiration where i'm like you know what i'm like i I think i do want some mediterranean food there you go. Like I, I will say, I I, uh, I really like the choices for like um, different different like um, different culture food, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, like you, like listen, trying to find fucking like souvlaki in Japan is like fucking next to impossible. Um, so I, I I was like, yes, Mister Greek, the friendly Greek, wherever the fuck you know, I can get my fucking you know souvlaki, getting kebabs, uh, some falafel once in a while. Like these things aren't necessarily readily available in Japan, but so I'm I'm glad to be able to have access to that again. But you know, just other things. I'm just like, oh, I miss good, like actual authentic sushi. Like that wasn't super expensive. That 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 I miss a lot. And you know, thankfully we have some good ramen restaurants in in town. But um, yeah, it's 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 good. I I listen. If I if I could ever go back in terms of like, if I could go back there and not work, that'd be awesome. <laughs> how how readily? Let's say I, I show up to to Japan. Me and you know me you and the and the post wrestling boys. We all go on a. On a, on a Wrestle Kingdom trip or something, and I and I go, you at WH Park? I I really want some Mexican food. How easy would it be to find some some Mexican food in Japan? You, you know, it wouldn't be that difficult actually. Like in the the city that I lived in, which is like you know a smaller city called Numazu, uh, um, there's actually you know about two places I could go to within like you know an hour of walking distance or like you know twenty minutes by by if someone was driving picking me up at my apartment. Um, so it wasn't, wasn't too bad. Like actually Mexican food is, is kind of popular over there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a, a, you know, quite a significant Latino population in living in Japan, believe it or not. 
Um, so it's 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 more like like if you wanted to find like for example like I don't know like African food, right? Um, we, we, good luck. You know, <laughs> K-bobs, K-bob places actually kind kind of like, easy to find, especially in Tokyo. I found, uh, but like you know, like Greek food, like a place that sells like fucking like you know souvlaki and and you get tzatziki sauce and and all that shit is like that's that's really hard to find i i was like missing it like quite often when i was living in japan and so like whenever i come back to toronto for a visit i'd be like all right let's let's get some greek salad some fucking greek rice and some soup some pork souvlaki and you know put in a pita bread all that shit you know so yeah I I had problem like the last time. I promise, guys, we'll be talk, talking about food. But I remember uh, when we were uh, in Miami for one of those one of the last times I was on the the Jericho cruise, and you know we spent like a day or two in Miami beforehand. Uh, that was one of the things where I was like, "There's no Mexican food, like, because it, it's all Cubans." You know, there's like, there's so many Cuban people that like at least I couldn't find like any like Mexican food and. It was just, you know, it's like one of those struggles where I'm just like, like I remember there was even some like street festival and we're walking up and down and you know, a lot of places, you know, the kebabs, things like that. And I'm just like, no tacos anywhere here where as opposed to like, like I mentioned to you, because of course you, you know, you, Mike Murray and uh, Mike Murray's kids, you guys would be, you guys are coming down for, um, for all out. And, you know, you were like, I, I want to try some good Mexican places and that of course it's, you know, that's it, one of the, that's one of the good things like about Chicago that because of its large like hispanic you know uh population so many good places and even in like some areas where where some places are like starting to get gentrified like there's always there's always enough places you know it's it's never like well you know uh taco naso is closed so it looks like there's no more mexican food available anywhere like you know I've, i've i very briefly once lived in the suburbs where it was like there's one mexican restaurant and it is dog shit and i would have i would like go 45 minutes out of the way you know back to like where, where my parents live to just that neighborhood to like no i just you know I, I i need some some good mexican food um but uh very briefly you know so you mentioned tom lawler uh you know of course he he's in this year's like g1 admittedly you know the, the only way i've been keeping up this year with a g1 is you know through through the coverage uh over at post wrestling um is the g1 this year something that you know you've been keeping up with or is it also or are you kind of just picking and choosing uh no um i i i watch the ones that i have to cover mm-hmm. so i've done day two with with way we did a show that's i watched it it's not like i don't want it. it's just like it's hard for me to find the time to like just sit down and watch like a wrestling product that you know for the most part this year and probably last year like i don't find very compelling anymore mm-hmm. um but i have I have one more g1 show to do so i, I definitely watch that but i do i do feel like i want to catch up on it but i i'm really not a fan of this format because like there's some people who's like i, I even like what, what are we on like day seven or something like that they still haven't had their fucking match yet it's ridiculous like these these four blocks of like like fuck how many is it 28 fucking people or something it's stupid it, it, it and, and like you look at some of the names in it and i'm just like why is this why is this guy in it he's shit like i gotta watch like four fucking matches with this guy no fuck that I, i'm not watching that like and 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 they're like just days where it's like you look at the card and it's just like oh god this is like torture like 
I, do I have to do I have to review this? No, I'm skipping it. I'm not watching that. So I, I you know, the problem with New Japan for me is like I just think it's so incredibly stale. Like there it's the same fucking people again and again in you know in the upper upper mid card and, and the top of the card. They they don't they don't do anything. They they're not building like new native stars like Japanese guys to become like the top people in the company to replace your 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 Naitos, your Tanahashi's and your Okada's like as opposed to like God, what like eight years ago even, you know, like it's it all feels so fresh. It's like, you know, Okada's leading the charge of like this new guard that's like bringing so much excitement to the company and you had people on the come up like you know, like Roma Takahashi, you had like Naito make, you know, doing his ascension to the top, you know, in his new LIJ incarnation. Then I don't feel like that excitement anymore about the company. And, and, you know, hopefully, you know, it cycles around and then, you know, there's going to be a crop of like guys who are in that company. It's like, okay, yeah, I get behind these people and like, I want to watch them become stars, become main event wrestlers and, and be rewarded for that kind of commitment of time and energy. But right now there's nothing in the company that really makes me want to invest the time or the energy Two two commodities I feel are very valuable to me. Uh, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not super excited about the G1. Like, you know, what can I say? No, I, I completely get it. Yeah, like it's a, the four different, yeah, brackets or whatever. Like it's, yeah, it's weird. Like, because for me, I'm someone who I, I, the, by my first, like I was aware of New Japan, but I know that the first full like New Japan show that I had watched was uh, the Wrestle Kingdom with AJ Nakamura. Like that, that was the, the first one that I watched. I remember I was like at a buddy's house and like, he's not even a wrestling fan, but for some reason he had, a subscription to, to new japan world like i don't i don't remember what the case was but like i mentioned i was like i think i'm gonna sign up for this and he's like oh I, I have it again not a wrestling guy but for whatever reason he had it so you know we watched that show and yeah like there was you know for a while the good thing with new japan you know was you know hey it's post wrestle kingdom you know a b and c are leaving so now we're gonna elevate you know uh d e and f up and up until this place and yeah, like, it's just, like, you mentioned stale. It's just been so stale for a while. Like, you know, it's, like, it's hard to get excited about, like, oh, who's going to be champ? I don't know. Jay White, uh, Tanahashi, or Okada. You know, maybe a, a Naito or an Osprey if they're, you know, feeling a little froggy. Like, it's just, yeah, it, it's very weird because, and I don't think COVID sort of help you know because it very much restricted them in as much as like who they could use but yeah i was again with this year's like g1 you know everyone was like oh they're gonna they're gonna bring in so many more talents from all over the place and you know to see your fucking the falles and like torianos in there and it's like oh cool you who know, did like, they bring in though who did they bring in you know like Lance Archer. I mean, like nothing again like he's popular i i but he again he's stale he does nothing for me, you know, like mm-hmm. in that company. What's he going to do? Like, he's going to walk around the ring and beat up a bunch of young boys and then scream a lot and, and do his moves. Okay. Like, I, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of that shit before, before he went to AEW. I'm, I'm like, I don't really want to see a rehash of that. Like, who you got on top, Jay White. Like, Jay White is a fucking, you know, square peg trying to be fit into a, like a round hole in Japanese wrestling. You know, like, I will say this about Jay White. Like, when he, when he signs with an American company, whether it's the WWE or AEW, and you put him on a like American television, 
like he will become a massive fucking star because I think he's a great when he's been on American television, I think he's a great American television pro wrestler. I do not think he's a very good Japanese style wrestler. Like he all his stuff that people like in the West love, like people who who are English speakers who follow Japanese wrestling and they rave about Jay White. It's like, well, it's because you understand what he's saying. Like he doesn't cater his style to like fit the, the 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 context of where he's working, which I I don't appreciate, and so like it does nothing for me. It's like, well, you, you're screaming about all this shit, and like it doesn't make any sense to the to your core audience here. You know, they're just being polite and clapping for you, which like you're the heel. Like, why are they clapping for you? That's dumb too. So, like, but when he gets when I and I like when he gets to like American television, like permanently. And I say the same thing about Osprey. Osprey is, is another guy who should be actually wrestling in on American in an American television wrestling context, not in Jap- Japan anymore, because his new character is complete dog shit. Um, but he's a great in ring talent. He's an amazing like wrestler inside the ring. So like I think that the shtick that he does, which is like this spoiled rich kid bullshit Ric Flair thing can work better on American television rather than inside of a Japanese wrestling context. Get rid of them guys. Like, yeah, maybe the, the in ring will go down. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's, you know, like that's your, whatever, you know, your tastes run to. It doesn't, Jay White doesn't run to my taste for his wrestling. Uh, Osprey, a little less so because I find the characters, the character he portrays is so off-putting. But in an American television context, my God, like what a pickup like those two would be for for like either the WB or or AEW. Um, I would think like with uh, with the changes in WB, like maybe that's more uh, more likelier destination than it would have been like maybe say a year ago. Yeah, like it's that that's sort of always how I felt about those two in particular where like especially specifically like those few weeks where Jay White was showing up on AEW and it was like oh yeah like you just feel completely reinvigorated you know like you're, he's he's a he's a good wrestler but when you put him in there with like an Okada or a Tanahashi or a Kota Ibushi it's like uh like no you know it's it's just it's 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 two different styles but um yeah, like that's one of the interesting things now. Like I, um, so I, I wound up watching SummerSlam yesterday because, like, like a fool, I was I was tricked into believing, you know, they had like the the reinvigoration of the women's division. You know, like they had the 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 what uh, Bianca Becky match, and afterwards you had like Bailey, Io, and uh, uh, Dakota Kai come come back, and that was like, oh, okay, cool. It sort of felt like it was like a takeover. I was like, all right, cool. Maybe that's how Triple H is going to book the show. And then, like, the rest of the show was just dog shit. And again, it was the first show that I'd watched from beginning to end in a very long time, you know? But, and, and one of the things, and like, I left feedback, and it was one of those things where, like, I was clear. I was just like, no, this was dumb. And a lot of other people, like, I've seen people like, no, it was awesome seeing Brock Lesnar fucking raise the ring. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I'm sure people love that. I'm sure I know how you felt about that, you know, but it's just one of those, like, that's not what I'm into. I prefer sort of more of a sports based, you know, fucking thing. Like, but again, like with triple H now in charge, like it is one of those things where I'm like, like, 
I wonder how it'll be going forward now. Cause obviously with SummerSlam, it was sort of just like, here, here's you fix this. Like you have to make this work. It's already set up for you. But like, I don't know, going forward, do you, do you think like someone like a Jay White or Osprey are going to jump ship to, you know, main roster and get that Cody treatment? I, I think with Triple H in charge and, you know, the kind of the, the goodwill he built up as kind of the, the you know, the, the mastermind behind NXT and like how it was like better than main roster WWE. Um, Cause there was some like logic to it and, and he pushed people and he tried to use them as much as possible and use them as to the best of their ability as, as much as possible. You know, whatever you want to say about triple H, you know, his influence in wrestling through the last 20, 30 years, it's it, it you can't deny like there's something he had good going with with NXT because like for me at least like I was like the only WWE product for a long time like, like okay I can watch this it's 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 it makes sense it doesn't insult my intelligence I don't think it's going to be immediate but I think it's a gradual thing I, I will say this like I, I was talking to somebody and I said listen if if this if all this shit with Vince happened a year ago I guarantee you like your Keith Lee's and your Adam Cole's and your, your Kyle Riley's and Bob Fish's wouldn't have gone to AW they would have stayed right where they were because they would have had the faith that they would have been used like properly by him rather than like being put in the hands putting their careers in the hands of like some insane out of touch like you know, this guy in his late seventies, who's a fucking, who's a fucking scumbag. Right. You know? So yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I think the more interesting thing is like what happens with AW guys, you know, who were primarily in NXT when their contracts are up and, you know, let's say triple H is like making main roster raw and SmackDown more similar to, to um to NXT back in the black and gold era. Like I I, I imagine we're gonna see Johnny Gargano show up any minute now on one of those shows and, and get a pretty decent push because he's one of like he's one of Triple H's boys. And like same with Ciampa. I imagine Ciampa's gonna get um his own, you know, his own push breaking away from who's who's he with? He's with the fucking no, Miz the now? Miz, yeah, Miz and Maurice. <laughs> you know, that perfect pairing of the Miz Maurice and Tommaso Ciampa. That makes so much sense. Yeah, that's, but yeah, hey, I, I imagine like, you know, he's one of, he's one of, you know, Uncle Paul's boys, so he's going to get the push. But yeah, I think like with him in charge, like they're going to go hunting for talent across the world again. I think they're going to go hunting for your guys like Jay White and for, for your Ospreys. And I, and I would imagine like if there's interest on, on the WB's part that, you know, Tony Khan is going to be like, okay, like, fuck, I want to. I want to get these guys too, you know. Like I, I think, I think like Osprey, if he's smart, like he'll go to AW. Like he'll be unleashed there. Like he'll do what he can do whatever he wants in the ring in that company. JY can, I think, would thrive in either place because he's such a he's more of a promo guy. So like, you know, depends like where he he'll be like unleashed on 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 the mic. That that should be where he would go. But I, I can see Osprey being more successful in AEW than he would be in the WWE. Yeah, it's funny because I mean, yeah, like if I'm if I'm dictating where those two would go, that's pretty much how I would do it. But like, yeah, even with AEW right now, like you literally saw this like past uh, Wednesday. You know, you had like the elevation of you know Hook, of Team Taz, all of Team Taz 
in like legitimately, you know, was it like in a span of 20 minutes, you know, you had Ricky Starks lose twice and come out like the hottest of, of those three, you know, and, and as well as like with Daniel Garcia. And that's just that that to me is what I enjoy, you know, like AEW very much has their their four pillars, you know, and, and Darby, Sammy, Jungle Boy. Um, yeah, with Darby, Sammy, Jungle Boy. So is the NGF? MJF, yeah, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, not kayfabe. I have no idea what's going on with MJF, you know, and but I'm sure he'll be back. Like I'm sure they, especially now, especially with Triple H in charge right now, it's like it's got to be one of those things where if if this isn't a storyline and if this is like a shoot thing, you got to imagine he and Tony are gonna you know sit down and and hash things out because yeah, like. I would always like I would always tell people, you know, whenever we would talk about like, oh, who's going to jump ship first? My thing was it's, it, it was always going to be Cody, you know, like as much as he talked his shit and, you know, had his Triple H Thrones bill and all that. I was like, he's going to go back because he wants to win that title. He wants to win that title and, and he is not going to stop until he does so, you know. And then I figured maybe Jericho would would go back eventually, you know, but like as far as, you know, those core guys like. I don't, I don't think the Bucks, you know, again, and it's different now in a, in a Triple H era, but it was one of those things where it's like, why would they go there? You know, they'd be fucking, and they'd be in some stupid fucking skit with the Viking Raiders, you know, opening up SmackDown or something like that. But again, very much Tony, at least to me, sort of now feels like in one of those, like, all right, Jungle Boy's being pushed, Sammy's being pushed, Darby's being pushed. You know, MJF will be pushed once he comes back, and it's like, all right, now who's up next? You know, you have your, you know, your Yuta, your Daniel Garcia, your Lee Moriarty. Is like, I think that's sort of where AEW has like the upper hand because, like, if you think about it too, there's so many wrestlers that like you haven't seen combinations of yet. You know, like you could announce next week you have Eddie Kingston versus a uh, Brody King. That's a fresh matchup we haven't seen that you know will garner interest as opposed to WWE where it's like, especially right now because they cut so many people, like what, what can you really do? You know, you can, there's not really that many fresh matchups unless they, again, start rehiring people or like start getting rid of stupid gimmick. You know, like, like we have like a Don, Donovan Dijak who's, I don't even know what the fuck his gimmick is right now, you know, but he and Mustafa Ali are stuck back and forth on like fucking superstars or whatever it is, you know? Um, but like, how i guess the question is really I mean, it's not a real question i was just talking well, about well I, I think with dijack i don't know about dijack but I, i'd imagine mustafa ali is probably going to get maybe the call from from triple h and say we're, we're gonna start using you well you know because like i'm not vince and i see value in you and you can be like you, you have the potential to be this amazing baby face star for us I, I, we'll see. Who knows? He could just be in a rehash. We'll have to wait and see. But like you talk about the the four pillars of AEW when they announced that 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 idea, I was like laughing my ass off. I was like, really? Like fucking Sammy Guevara? Fuck off! Like he's not he's not going to be a main event guy. Like he's good in the ring, but like he's I don't know. I just don't find him very convincing. To be honest with you, like like to me, like you rehash that. And you you stick in like Garcia, Daniel Garcia. That guy's fucking awesome. He's great in the ring. He's great on the mic. He's he's in the, he's so believable. Whether he's going to be a heel or a babyface, it doesn't matter because like I seen him do both on the indies, and and like Wheeler Yuta, 
for sure. I, I I think like with someone like Lee Moriarty, it's kind of up in the air because we haven't really seen him develop. On he hasn't been given enough television time on in AEW yet. But to me, it's like you you, you can just forget about Sammy Dar- Darby's like one of those guys. Like I think he's always best as a as like an underdog. Like I don't know if you ever give him the title or not. You know, um, but. Like he'll be a major star for them. He already is, and I think he'll continue to be. But, but like Guevara, nah, I don't see it for that dude. And and MJF, who knows? Like if he stays, sure. Um, and Jungle Boy, Jungle, like if he gets rid of the gimmick and gets a makeover, maybe. But like right now, that guy's so mid card; it's not even funny. Yeah, like uh, Sam. See, to me, Sammy is someone who I who I feel might be one to jump over. You know, because he's friends with Cody. And he just, he feels more WWE to me, you know? Like, I could see him sort of, again, a, a good mid-carder or even main eventing like NXT, something like that. Like, a, some, and another one of like Cody's friends that I feel like Tony sort of now realizing like, all right, I gotta, I gotta push this guy. I gotta make him want to stay is uh, Ricky Starks, you know? Like, he, he always gets comparisons to, to The Rock in terms of like promo and charisma and again you know like this guy lost twice you know back to back and or you know he he lost and then got attacked right afterwards and just that made him more of a fucking star than if he would have you know beat dan house and then beat hook again like he's someone who i you know i'm i'm sort of looking at as well because you know you have these guys just ready to go in the wings like that's the one thing that's why with the g1 i was kind of hoping like send over some more people you know like clearly they weren't going to send over a brian or, or punk and you know any of those guys but you know you could have sent over an, an ethan page you know not that how much more he would have done for for the g1 i don't know but if you send over you know an ethan page a brody king fuck even like a darby allen or something you know, it just it would have been something different to incorporate with those guys where it's like you will be fine without these three, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, it, it's pretty exciting, though, right now with with wrestling, how it is, because, again, it's just I mean, you're sort of sitting here, you know, f- fantasy booking. It's like there's just so many possibilities, um, very much the same way that there is so many possibilities uh, for another uh, universe that you and I both like to uh, fantasy book. And I'm, of course, talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um you know, of course, last week they announced most of Phase Five. I'm assuming. I don't think it's all of Phase Five, and most of Phase Six. Um, of everything they announced, what what is the one thing that you're looking forward to the most? Daredevil, Born Again. <laughs> I I am so excited to see Charlie Cox's version of Daredevil be integrated into the Marvel Cinematic Universe properly, like and officially because it was in that weird all the netflix stuff was like in this really weird gray area it's like does it exist in our continuity or not um if you watch the netflix shows it's like obviously it does if you watch those netflix shows but like marvel's like no not really we don't actually you know have the access the rights to do these characters until the netflix deal is up so now they're back in the fold they're gonna be all on like I was, you know, like if they haven't announced it, I think they're making, they're going to wait till like, but D23, the big Disney conference, right. They're going to announce like officially probably like pretty much all the Netflix Marvel shows are going to get rebranded into, into Daredevil, into like Disney plus shows, like the Punishers allegedly coming back. And, and so is like, um, like Luke Cage and Iron Fist as heroes for hire. So 
yeah, I'm excited about that. Like Daredevil Born Again, though, like that's that to me is like I want to see what it looks like under a Disney Plus banner. Is it is it going to be as good as you know what what the Netflix TV shows were for Daredevil? You know, like that's that's what I'm curious about. I hope so. But uh, outside of that, like a lot of things, I'm I'm fucking excited about like you know Kang Dynasty and. And uh, Secret Wars, yeah, baby. Well, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. So, first off, for for those of you guys unaware of everything exactly that they announced, I'm gonna just uh, go ahead and, and just run through it. Of course, right now for for you, Mario fans, we're in Phase Four, which uh, you know the, the what's left of it is, of course, the the She Hulk, uh, Disney Plus TV show, and Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Then you got Phase Five, of course, with uh, Ant Man and. Qu- ant-man and the wasp quantumania uh you got the secret invasion disney plus show you got guardians of the galaxy 3 you have uh the echo disney plus show the marvels low-key season 2 also again on disney plus uh the blade movie iron heart on, on disney plus agatha harkness the coven of something uh daredevil born again as we mentioned another uh disney plus uh captain america new world order and uh the thunderbolts movie and then pretty much the only thing they announced for phase six, of course, just, yeah, like we know there's other things that are still coming, but this is just what they announced was a uh, fantastic four movie as well as Avengers King dynasty and Avengers secret war. Um, yeah. Like when, just when they announced all that, like obviously, you know, the, the, the greedy little pig inside of me was like, no, 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 give me more. Give me all the casting announcements and stuff like that. Um, but again, like it's so, I know you're a fan of of She-Hulk, correct? Of the character? Yeah. Like I know um, I I I don't like love the character. I don't hate the character. I think the character is just there. Like mm-hmm. for me, my favorite era of, of She-Hulk was when she was like, you know, she's a member of the Fantastic 4 for a brief time to replace the thing cuz the thing stayed behind on this place called Battleworld, which is where the original Secret Wars happened with the Beyonder and where, you know, Spider-Man first gets, you know, the, the symbiote costume that he brings back much to his uh, eternal regret. And, and mine is a comic book fan because then that spawns Venom and, and Carnage and all that cr- symbiote crap, which I'm not a big fan of. But um, I will say, like, you know, I, I'm very much excited to see, you know, Captain America New World Order because I, I think probably my favorite of the Disney plus shows that we've gotten so far is cap is Falcon and the winter soldier. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see more, you know, Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson as captain America. I'm, I'm excited to see like who he's going to face in that, like who, who's going to be the, the, the villain in that. And is, is, you know, Stan, Sebastian Stan going to show up as Bucky again, uh, teaming with him there. Um, one thing I would hope that we see is like, I, I would love to see Sebastian Stan get his own project, whether it's a movie or another, or a TV show that he stars as, as, as Bucky, you know, not as a winter soldier anymore, but as, as Bucky, you know, cause I think that's kind of the evolution of the character for, for me and in the MCU. Um, but yeah, I think everything leading up to like the, the fantastic four movie, like I'm a huge fan of fantastic four. So like I want to, and I, I, I pray that they do it right, that they cast it correctly, that they, they do Dr. Doom right. Like, that's the big thing. Do Dr. Doom right, right? Like, and pick someone fucking good to be Dr. Doom. And don't make him, like, 
you know, like, oh, he, he's got powers because of the fucking cosmic rays or anything like that. No, no. If you understand the, the beauty of Dr. Doom is that he is, he's like a genius, like Tony Stark and Reed Richards. Okay. So he creates his own suit of armor that's, you know, on par with the Iron Man armor. Plus, plus he's a master of the mystic arts, like Dr. Strange. So like, holy fuck, this guy's like Iron Man. If he was like, had fucking magic like fucking doctor strange how cool is that that that's like how can you beat this guy so that's and that's where you 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 create the drama and the conflict for your heroes is to face someone who's as badass as dr doom is in the comics then you have to create that in in on on screen and none of this like fucking what's his name josh trank ff bullshit or the or the fucking fox movies fan four stick yeah, it's so stupid. Like, just terrible renditions of Dr. Doom. And get an actor who's not going to be afraid to keep the fucking mask on, okay? <laughs> like, I don't want to see maskless, you know, fucking Dr. Doom. Like, he wears a mask because his face is horribly disfigured. And he's such an egomaniac that he doesn't want people to see his face. That's, that's what you got to, that's what you have to have for that character. So get an actor who's like, hey, you're just going to be in this in this mask all the time you know it's, it's like pedro pascal's like hey he's got no problem keeping the fucking helmet on and mandalorian for the most part so you got to find an actor who's like you know this is a challenge i'm gonna let my physical acting do a lot of my job for me and, and my voice as well but you can't see my face that's a challenge it's not a restriction for me yeah i mean dr doom i've i feel like they're they're well enough they're well aware enough that like they can't fuck that up you know, because I mean, Marvel, you know, so Marvel right now is in a phase where they are trying to be um, as inclusionary as possible. You know, the representation does matter. And like, I'm someone who, you know, prior to Black Panther coming out, I was I was like, no, like, leave Namor alone. Like, don't make him, you know, like, don't don't change him. You know, because of course, like the I'd heard, I'd read the rumors, like oh, it's Tenacuerta, and they're gonna, you know, um, bring in this, you know, Aztec ancestry, and sort of, you know, the lost city of Tenoch is, 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 you know, that is what Atlantis was, and things like that, and you know, I was sort of just like, no, don't, you know, the MCU, of course, there's not that many, there's not that much Hispanic res- representation, at least up until you know like this last sort of phase um but and i I was like i was like don't just you know switch someone up for the sake of it because i don't know i was just i was poo-pooing it before i even saw anything having seen you know black panther wakanda forever this trailer it's like i i i think he looks great you know i'm very much excited to see you know his interpretation of namor and and it's mostly been on you know he's he's a pretty fun charismatic guy like i've been seeing some interviews with him and stuff like that you know so i'm like fuck yeah like you know by all means like you know this is my namor at least you know right now I, I haven't seen the movie but i'm pretty sure i can't imagine ryan coogler would have written like a, a poorly you know a poor version of this character as he's typically a very good writer and director um but you know like you know one of the hot rumors is like oh dr doom is supposed to show up in that and to me that's just it's one of the you know one of the biggest like what ifs like because chadwick is gone you know unfortunately chadwick boseman passed away and instead of 
which I I was in favor of, you know, just just recast the role. You know, like I've heard I've heard a lot of people's opinions on it, and the you know the one that I always go with is is one by Mark Bernardin, uh, you know, a comic book writer, a podcaster, does a lot of stuff with Kevin Smith, who you know he he's like he his thing that he's always said is you know. <sighs> this world it still needs t'challa you know it still needs the character of t'challa and you know to go forward with that character without chadwick like it's not sacrilegious you know like you could tell that story and and choose to go forward because again it's like we only, we only really scratch the surface with them you know you, you get them in civil war you get them in you know the in end game and uh, what was it in endgame and infinity war and then his own movie and that's pretty much it but like he left such a fucking lasting impact that like i don't want to see you know shuri or anyone else you know unless unless they bring back killmonger you know through some sort of you know multiverse whatever like i don't know how, how do you feel about you know them not recasting black panther and possibly passing it off to you know like Shuri or, or or someone else within that royal family. Um, I'm I'm on record. I I think they should recast it because I think, and and I love Chadwick Boseman's performance, and I think he he brought that character to life so beautifully. But I I am a huge like T'Challa, Black Panther fan, and I've been for many many years. And so like when he showed up in Civil War, I was like, oh my god, hashtag my T'Challa, right? Like I thought brilliant and the black panther movie is great he's so good in that role so i was very sad you know when he died when we got the news like oh my god he had cancer he died and I'm like what oh my god um but that being said i think the i do think the character is more important than the actor and i think he's so important for like so many people that you 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 know that you can you can re you can honor you know, Chadwick Boseman memory by, you know, and, and also recast the character by, by getting an actor who's going to do the character justice. Um, there's so, I mean, cinema is filled with so many instances of, of iconic characters getting recast and it doesn't necessarily hurt the character. And I think it sometimes it enhances the character. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, there's a, there's probably a very short list that I would have of actors that I think could, could to do the, the, the character justice. My, my number one choice would be John David Washington, because I think he's a fantastic actor and he's proven that in the last 10 years and the, the movies that he's done and the performances he's, he's been given on screen. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, there's lots of great actors. If, if you could get Mike, Michael B. Jordan in there as, as like, I don't want to see Eric Killmonger necessarily become Black Panther, like a multiverse variant edition of him. I if like you could somehow like posit that Michael B. Jordan somehow now looks like T'Challa in a multiverse, <laughs> the different reality that that's going to exist in the six one six universe. Like, I'm not opposed to it. I think because I think Michael B. Jordan is a fucking great actor, and and yeah, like you know, I I would, but I'd rather see him stay as Killmonger because I think Killmonger is such an interesting character, and I think he's more like I don't think you should ever recast the idea of a Killmonger without Michael B. Jordan, like because that's his character. Um, but like with with Shuri, I, I I think I'd be a lot a little less hesitant about like making Shuri the the new Black Panther because I don't I don't really get a sense of 
Letitia Wright being, you know, like good as 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 a performer in in that spotlight. Like if it was Lupita, maybe because she's a way better actress and has more charisma and star power in 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 her in her in her career like in whatever movies she's doing whether it's black panther or the stuff she's done with jordan peele yes but sure he is played by Letitia wright who i don't really get a sense of you know being being able to elevate themselves to um like you know like in wrestling terms like a main event status i i think of her as an actress like more kind of a you know, supporting character you know in in, in the mid card so We'll see. I mean, hey, maybe I'll be proven wrong. I see. I'll see it. If, if, if Shuri does end up being the Black Panther going forward, okay. I, I, I again, like, there's lots of times where I think that's not going to work, and then I see it, and it does work. Or I think I see something, I think that's going to work, and it it doesn't work. Like the 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 most recent Thor movie, I don't think works, and you know, and I was really disappointed with that movie. Um, but yeah, I I I about Namor. Hey, the only thing I want to see is just he better be he he better still be an asshole because that's essential to Namor's character is that he's an asshole. That that and you know his uh, his on again off and on again off relationship or you know crush that he has on uh, Sue Storm. Um, no, very quickly with Killmonger. Uh, I've always thought like you know if it, it would be it would be a nice redemption story to you know you have you know a killmonger you know because i don't i mean we also it could be the same killmonger we never saw him die you know we never you, you saw him you know injured you know we never necessarily see him die but you know to me it's like there there there's room there for you know for that character to be redeemed and if not like umbaku because fucking winston duke is an amazing actor you know the guy the guy is a giant you know he's a superhero in real life with you know again just how big he is that i think that would be sort of you know fun and interesting but um you know it's definitely going to be again the character of namor from you know for because I'm, I'm not super huge into namor you know like I, i've read stuff with him and, and and things like that but he again just always been a character that i've been interested in seeing like how they would bring into you know into the mcu um which is why, like, again, like, I, I know we already sort of mentioned about, like, the Fantastic Four, like, <sighs> like, to me, it's, it almost feels like Kevin's like, you know what, let's wait till phase six, because they really want to, you know, like, make sure that it's good. Like, uh, you know, there's been, like, have you seen the, uh, the, the rumored casting going around of, of suppo- who supposedly is, you know, already cast in the roles of, uh, you know, the, the first family? Uh, no. Like, cause I, I, I actually try not to go out there and find that information. I like to be surprised until it's actually formally announced at like either like, you know, San Diego Comic-Con or at like, I suppose like at Disney, at the Disney conference, like D23 this coming year. It's like, I, I, I try not to get, cause like sometimes if you read the rumors, like for me at least, like I get too hyped up and if it's, they're not true, then I'm like, oh, I get kind of bummed up. Right. So I'd rather wait for official announcements. Mm-hmm. No, that and I totally get that. Like I am, listen, I am a victim of a uh, uh, fantasy uh, instead of fantasy booking, fantasy believing. You know, and and sometimes it's, you know, it it's one of those things where you you go into these movies fully expecting something, and you're like, what the fuck was that? You know, like where 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 was this? Um, 
Yeah, no, it's, I mean, again, listen, it, it, it is such a good fun time right now to, to be, you know, a, a nerdy comic book fan like us, because again, you have so many of, of these projects and yeah, like D23 is still coming around there's an investors meeting in like November as well. So they'll, they'll, you know, they might even drop footage there or, or drop something new, but fuck. I, yeah. I just hope they release these fucking Star Wars trailers that they got at like Celebration, like the Mandalorian and and Tales of the Jedi animated show. Like, I just, like, I hope that's what's getting released, like, this this fall, along with all the Marvel announcements as well. Yeah, the, the, I know there's the the Ahsoka trailer, too, that they're, they're supposed to drop, um, which I might go see Ahsoka this weekend at C2E, at the, this convention they're working at. She's supposed to be there, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Rosario Dawson's going to be there? That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask her and be like, hey, why didn't you take that fucking black mask from Malachi Black when you showed up on AEW? Like, come on, you know? should have protected the business taking a, ma- a black mass um yeah no that you know with that as well too because like with you know with the star wars too it's it's been it's mainly you know poor pedro pascal that guy's back must be killing him having to carry that franchise like right now at the moment you know because it's like i i'm no you know I, i've not hidden how much i hated episode eight and how it was just meh I was about like episode nine, you know, and it, it, like it's always fun. Again, you know, fantasy. You know, you always hear like the the rumors. There, there was like one going around where it was like uh, uh Dave Filoni and John Favreau were trying to politic. Like, hey, how about you just let us? Like, how about you just let us redo seven, eight, and nine, and it'll be like our own thing. Um, which, like, I almost at this point, like, just let them do it. You know, like I can't, I know some people hold you know, uh, seven, eight and nine, very near and dear to their heart. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm someone, I grew up on the prequels. I, I like the prequels. I know not everybody does, but you know, those are, you play duel of the fates and I, you know, my fucking, I, my blood gets bo- pumping. I'm like, fuck yeah. You know, love that song. Um, is that, w- w- how would you feel about that? If fucking, you know, at, at D23, they were like, Hey man, if it's fucking cool with everybody, we're just redoing seven, eight and nine. Um, I, I'm of two minds. Like, so I, I like seven, I love eight and I hate fucking nine because it's a complete dog shit. Um, have you ever read the leaked, um, script from, um, Ter- uh, Colin Trevorrow? Yeah. Duel of the Fates. The, Duel of Fates. Have you read that? Yeah. I read that. And I was like, fuck, why couldn't they make this? This is so much better than Rise of Skywalker. Um, my only thing is, is like, okay, you know what? You can if they want to do that. I just I just want Ray. Then I I don't want you to get rid of Ray because I love that character and I think Daisy really so awesome in that role. Like and I think she gets a lot of shit for no reason. You know, like keep Ray. Um, Poe Dameron would be someone I, I I'd love to continue because I I really like that character and like uh, Rose Hika I think gets a lot of shit for no fucking reason. Outside of the fact that she's in she's you know an Asian woman. In, in in like a fan a fan there's a there's a toxic fandom surrounding star wars of like just a bunch of fucking incels who hate who hate minorities and who hate women <laughs> unfortunately i you know um uh, but you know if you want to change it if you want to change the story sure um i i don't see them doing that honestly like it, it i just think just launch a new saga then you know what i mean just go from rise of skywalker and make something new. Like, I think we're, we're, we're just too, you know, there's a great line, like, you know, from, from Kylo Ren 
in in Last Jedi where he says, "Let the past die," and I I firmly uh, I'm, I'm all for that. Like let it let it is what it is. Like if you're gonna re redo the the sequels, then fucking redo the prequels too. Like I you say it's dear to your heart. Like I, there's a lot of things I like about the prequels, but there's so much shit in the prequels that I if I had the chance I would I would totally change things about it. But you can't. It's it it exists. Okay, it exists. Deal with it. Live with it. Don't ever watch them. If there's one, if there's movies you don't like in that, in that, you know that that canon, don't watch them. Don't ever watch them again. You have the choice. You as a you as a viewer have a choice to to not watch them. You have a choice not to, uh, you know, kind of ignore things. Like I ignore the existence of Ewoks. You know, whenever I can. You know. <laughs> I fucking hate the Ewoks, like, but I, I just ignore their existence, like, unless I'm forced to like see them. But you know what I mean? It's like then create a new saga, go from like fifty years, a hundred years from the from the point where the rise of Skywalker ends. Or if you want to do these characters, okay, like, do ten years later, it's fucking days. You know, fucking Ray is the Grandmaster of the Jedi Order, and like they're out there, you know, kicking ass, like, and you know, bring back the Sith. What's wrong with the Sith? I, you know, if you have that concept around, just change it up. I never want to see the Empire again. That's what I'll tell you right now. I never want to see that because I think that's you, 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 you. It's kind of a fucking albatross. You know, it's a, it's a fucking anchor that holds you down. If you every time the bad guy has to be a, a rebellion versus an empire, no, it doesn't. You can do other things where the what the what's what are people fighting against now? What are we rebelling against now? Like, like that's established. It's not empires anymore. It's not necessarily you know evil dictator governments. It's fucking corporations. Have like the main antagonist be a fucking evil corporation in the Star Wars universe. How interesting would that be? I think that'd be fucking. That'd be so interesting. You, you bring something fresh to it. You know, have like the fucking head of this corporation be the fucking Dark Lord of the Sith. Or something like that. Yeah, I, you, know, you know what I mean. Like, do something new. Do something new. That's all I'm saying. No, definitely. Like, I think that was again the, you know, one of the one of the things that I did like about Episode Eight was, you know, when they go to that casino planet. It was one of those things where it's like, yeah, no, this is the these are the people who make the ships for the good guys and the bad guys. Like, they don't care. Like, they are just making ships. You know, if, if I'm remembering it correctly, you know, it was just like, yeah, yeah it's like, yeah. yeah, no, they like they don't give a fuck. They're because very much, you know. The same way now, you know, when you have nations, you know, going going at it, it's like, listen, odds are there's one, there's there's a supplier supplying them both, you know, with with the with very much the same, you know, sort of weapons, like in a very, you know, a lot of arms dealers and, and things like that. Um, yeah, no, I, I would be totally with that though. Like if they were just like, hey, yeah, we're picking up with Ray. I will say though, by the the biggest faux pas that the Star Wars universe is. Uh, um, ever committed in my eyes was wasting justin thoreau in uh episode eight as he was like the the master code breaker or something like that like you know uh, bring him back bring that character back i think there's so much potential you could have for like the star wars version of like james bond that'd be fucking cool yeah i mean listen just you know you know how much i love the leftovers so if if there's any franchise in any anywhere that can you know can fit him in there it's like i'm there i will i will watch it i will pay attention i don't you know i just i need me some more justin thoreau is uh definitely basically what i'm saying uh wh uh thank you again for for sitting down and you know having this conversation uh with me as you know again it was pretty much just you know like we talked beforehand i was like i just want to talk to my buddy and i just want to sit down yeah, man. and shoot thanks the for shit. having me on no of course and you know again with next month 
month or two from now. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be like, hey, man, we got to finalize like, uh, you know, like when we're going to hang out and shit, dude. Like I'm I'm looking forward to like one of the big draws for me is like, you know, like I I haven't this be my first trip outside of like pretty much outside of Toronto. This is coming back from Japan. And like, I, I've been to, I went to, it, the funny thing is, I'll say this, like before I went to Japan in 2011, in June, 2011, I did a trip to Chicago as like my, my final road trip with some friends, you know, as my last thing to do in North America before I, before I went to, to Japan and like the, my destination was Chicago in March of 2011. And I loved it. I, I had been to like, it was my first time in Chicago. I've been to New York many times because like I have family there. And, and I really like New York city, but I was like, I spent like a week in Chicago. I was like, okay, Chicago is now my favorite American city that I've ever been to because it's, it's so chill. And like, there's so many cool things to do in Chicago. And I, I really like the people that I met like there, you know, I thought just like, Oh, everyone's fucking chill here, man. It's cool. So I, I'm, it's a big draw to just go, go back to Chicago to, to see the wrestling. Like, you know, I'm someone who's, you know, since its inception, is it kind of critical AW? I, I think justified for my own taste in wrestling, but I'm excited to see these shows. Like there's so many great wrestlers that, that work there. And there's so many great things being done with these wrestlers that I'm excited about to go see them um, for like, you know, the, the TV tapings and the pay-per-view. But you know, also like I'm, I'm really excited to to meet up with you. You know, it'll be our first time since what, in like three years, maybe since you were in Toronto. Yeah, that like there. Summer Slam weekend was it? Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. at that like live yeah, it was show. A Summer Slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to that. Like, uh, hopefully we can can hang out quite a bit. You know, you can uh, take me to some cool comic book stores and, and 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 great places to eat. Not just not just Mexican food, but like you know, mm-hmm. like you know, our, our mutual friend Davey Portman. Like I saw him recently. He was like Pequod's best deep dish in in Chicago. So I, I don't know if you have that same opinion. Oh but like, yeah, it like, is. That is, you know, like it's when you get, you know, when when someone comes from out of town, and they want deep dish pizza specifically. Funny enough, the the first time that uh for all in when brayden davy john and way came i was i was going to take them to pequods but that was also the same day that we had the cm punk autograph signing and what was the what was the one fucking thing that every single person asked cm punk hey where should i go for some pizza hey where should i go for some pizza and everyone he was like go to pequods go to pequods go to pequods so sure enough um you know John Way, uh, Braden, Davey, you know, they get there. I'm giving them the the, 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 the tour of the shop. Um, this is when we still had the retail store, so they're shopping. And uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, I was like, here, let me call the pizza place and, um, you know, get it sorted out. I call. I'm like, hey, how much of a wait? They're like, there's like a two-hour wait. They're like some. They're like CM Punk told everybody to come here. So, you know, they're like, we're, we're fucking slammed right now. And I'm like, all right. Can, can you maybe you can make a reservation now for uh, <laughs> uh, during the time that we're there? I don't know if they take reservations or not. You know, they might now just because of COVID, but yeah, definitely. I I most recently took Brody King and Danhausen there, and, and they're big fans of it. So listen, if it's good enough for if it's good enough for CM Punk, if it's good enough for Danhausen, if it's good enough for Brody King, then a goddamn. Listen, it, if it's, it's good enough for if it, if it's good enough for Davey Portman, it's good enough for me. That's my philosophy. <laughs> there you go. WH. If, if people want to hear some more from you, where can they go? Ah, uh, post wrestling, basically. Um, MCU later. Um, you know, our 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 good friend Wei Ting's going to be on uh, 
paternity leave. So um, from Pro Wrestling Torch, uh, Rich Fan is going to be uh, doing co-hosting duties for, for the duration of She-Hulk at the very least. Um, I don't know. Wait, might come back during... Because she looks like what fucking ten episodes or something. <laughs> I, th- I believe so. I think it's like it's long. Yeah, it's a ten so, or maybe twelve. So maybe Way's gonna call me up and just say, "Hey, I I can do from episode six on." And so like we'll see. I don't know. Like I I told him, "Hey, you 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 do what you got to do as a new dad, man." Um, uh, long and winding Royal road. We we got uh, a new episode that I recorded today, probably for release uh, next the first weekend of August. So as of this recording, that would be next week. So that's with uh, Karen Peterson, who does so much great work for us at Post Wrestling, covering like uh, Japanese wrestling. She's she's out there to take my job. <laughs> uh, Liz, there's enough Japanese wrestling to cover for for everybody. All right, this, this is true. This is true. Like um, she's she's gonna be uh, on 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 that show. Uh, talking about uh, a match that's not from the 90s. It's from 2005. It's uh, Toshiaki Kawada versus Satoshi Kojima. We're talking about talk about the history of those guys leading up to this match. That's, that should be a fun episode to listen to. Um, hopefully, we're going to have some news coming out soon about like uh, more, maybe some new merchandise. That'd be like that's not materialized yet, but I'm I'm working on new merchandise for that show, uh, and maybe we'll we'll get some t-shirts out to like some some wrestlers that you know, you know, and, and they'll wear it on like national television, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Listen, just, uh, but also just, like just some really cool guests. Just don't tell you know who because I can't get any to any more Twitter spats. You know, I I don't acknowledge uh, <laughs> people who don't matter. <laughs> Um, uh, and yeah, and post Perez, which I do monthly, uh, usually with John Pollock, but like sometimes, you know, DJ Joe Poe is a little bit busy. So I, I get other people to come on to post Perez with me. That's monthly. Um, yeah, like it's, it's, it, if you want to follow me on Twitter, listen to my shit takes about, um, whatever <laughs> at WH park nine. That's the number nine. Um, Instagram, like I, I, you know, usually don't approve everyone who sends me a, a follower request because it's not open. It's, it's private. It's, it's mainly my food anyways. So you're, you're really not missing out on much if you don't follow me on Instagram. And like, that's more for my, you know, friends. Usually there are people like there who I don't know that like, oh, okay, yeah, you, you're, you seem okay. I'll let you follow my, my Instagram. But you know, if you, if you, if you, if you like, you know, what I'm saying here about like Marvel or wrestling, just follow me on Twitter. That's, that's basically my, my pop culture account. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, it was, it's been quite a while since we had him on here for the, I'm titling this one volume two because it just, it fits in, you know, the comic book stuff. So uh, hopefully volume three, you know, sooner rather than later, again, like we mentioned, he will be in town next month. You know, maybe, maybe next time you'll get to see our beautiful faces and wink, wink for what's to come for the future. But uh, once again, thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, to the, the great and powerful WH Park. Thank you again to WH Park for that interview. Yeah, I mean, if any of you guys are coming into town for uh, All Out like he and Mike Murray are, let me know. Uh, you know, again, I don't, I don't fucking know exactly. Um, what my schedule is or you know how any of that's gonna look but uh i'll be around <laughs> you know i'll be around so i'll i'll have some time to to say hi to, to all you i know i'm gonna be hanging out with you know again he and mike murray as well as uh the allen club uh as you know they will be making their way down here maybe some other friends of the show maybe some patrons of the show 
who knows uh but of course speaking of the patrons of the show a huge shout out to to all of you guys um again i do this for i i do this for the love of it you know all the money that you know we make from this be it you know merchandise patreon anything like that just goes directly into paying the rent and like the hosting fees for the website you know um as much as i say i'm a storyteller by trade uh not really in that that i don't make any money from this you know but again i'm not in this for the money like i don't fucking i don't care about that kind of stuff uh i'm happy to just sit down here and and talk whether it's my hearing myself talk for an hour or you know getting to talk to uh, any of the wonderful friends of the shows uh because again i just i love this you know i i was away from it for two months you know and it was again i was in a really shitty place and i needed to you know get back on track mentally uh, and I feel like I'm there, you know, currently, uh, not better all the way, you know, like it's, uh, um, uh, it, it comes in waves, but I'm doing better. I'm doing better than I have been. I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm like fixed or cured or uh, anything like this. Depression doesn't work that way. I wish, <laughs> I wish that it did, but it doesn't. But, um, yeah again i want to give a huge shout out to to the wonderful patrons of the show uh and i'm of course talking about uh, uh the wonderful clifford fraser jesse kohlenberg joshua davis uh wardlow nope i'm sorry not wardlow ryan mears i'm just i'm i'm so conf- i i confuse the two now because if you're if you're friends with ryan mears on instagram the man is fucking in the gym clanging and banging like he practically looks like wardlow now you know I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing about him one of these days. He's going to, or you know what? I'm afraid that someone's going to fucking get smart with him at a freelance show and he's just going to jump in the ring. Santino Morella style, win the Intercontinental Championship. Man's fucking huge. Um, Neil Flanagan, you know, hey, speaking of WH Park, you know, Neil Flanagan, another wonderful uh, person within the post wrestling universe. I hope I fucking get to see Neil soon. Like, Neil is someone who, you know, he lives in Ireland and, uh, wonderful friend. I, I hope I get to see him much like, uh, you know, I hope I get to see Jonathan Mayer as well. I know uh, he and I had talked previously before all the construction and stuff about him coming in the studio and, uh, you know, doing some fun stuff with me. So, you know, uh, be on the lookout for that. Another person that I can't wait to see, and I know I'm going to be seeing him on the Jericho cruise, uh, is a Hot Topic Joe. No, wonderful Joe. Fucking love me some Joe. Much like I love me some Ryan Crossley and Taffy. Love me some Taffy. Uh, Vivian, you know, uh, her and I were talking about Paul Servino died last week and we're like, man, that fucking Goodfellas cast, please protect, please protect the rest of them. We can't lose any more. Uh, of course, uh, the wonderful, uh, Anthony Torres, our man, Anthony Torres, uh, my godfather, Jesus, shout out Jesus, uh, Brad, man, Brad, listen, buddy, we are going to fucking win that mega millions. You, myself and Frank, even if it's just the three of us who are the only ones throwing money into the pool. Uh, of course, the wonderful Katie Fabe, uh, Steve Feast, who this guy's a fucking champ. This guy had a fucking, he, he had some sort of accident, you know, uh, I believe it was on his bike, his motorcycle, maybe, um, you know, looked like he got a pretty gnarly fucking face scar and got back up and went to a concert you know uh so shout out steve uh sending some well wishes your way bud uh the wonderful rachel as well who rachel and i will be fucking sitting down and and recording soon again it is just you know it is just figuring out schedules uh and then of course last but not least uh our man drew kistler who wonderful jackie daytona uh costume that he had he posted some of his halloween costumes of years past 
Jackie Heat. Jackie Daytona just knocked it out of the park. Uh, and so, yeah, if you want to hear, you know, your voice shout out on here as well as, uh, you know, uh, hear some of the uh, wonderful Patreon content that we have, head over to patreon.com forward slash PWTcast. You can sign up for as low as five bucks a month. You know, you get a weekly movie review uh, in the form of Scrum's Family Video. Uh, I've been talking for way too long now. So uh, thank you again to everybody. And uh, for the PWTcast this week, I've been Scrump, and this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say, and so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.